What's the best CRM for your real estate business? In episode 41 of Mega Real Estate Talk, we're gonna dive into just that. What is a CRM? What's the best one to use? Let's go. You're listening to Mega Real Estate Talk with Jared Davis and Galen Parker, your source for an honest, insightful look into Central Virginia's real estate market. Combined, Jared and Galen have over 20 years sales experience, as well as hundreds of testimonials from clients past and present who rely on them for advice and assistance when buying and selling homes in today's incredibly hot and competitive real estate market. And now, your hosts, Jared Davis and Galen Parker. I am Jared Davis. And I am still Galen Parker. How you doing, best friend? I'm doing fine. Man, I'm, I'm happy to be back in the studio with you. It's been a bit, I uh, feel like. We did the last episode, EXP Explained. Yeah. And now we are trying to get into the 40s, episode 40s, 41. I love it because uh, I think we were talking to someone the other day and they were just like, you always say that you're still Galen Barker. I know. And when are you not going to be? But Galen they loved Barker. it. Like, yeah. who was that? He was like, I love that. He was like, that's unique. And I'm like, yeah. It's because I feel like every time I'm introducing myself, I'm like, I'm still the same guy, guys. Somebody ga- gather. Somebody yeah. at the office. I it was either Shane or one of those guys. So, still here, guys. What have you been up to, man? Um, a house is getting built. I don't know if we talked about that last time. My nice. basement is poured. They're plumbing so that we can get the slab poured. I closed on the loan, so I'm poor. He's going to have a full indoor pool in his basement. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's not right. That's not true. <laughs> yeah, they're pouring <laughs> the slab. I'm poor. All the things. <laughs> All the pores <laughs> happening. Uh, oh, other house news. Mm, our flip that right? flip's done ladies and gentlemen under, round of applause mike insert a round of applause noise after that <sighs> under contract hopefully it closes out we should be that closed is, by the time yeah. you listen to this but you know deals are just going crazy these off days. and on yeah i know i'm in i'm in the midst of some deals where i'm like oh we're teetering so it's gonna be our best flip of the year for sure though that was a that's gonna be it's a good the one. best flip in richmond of anyone. No, I'm sorry. That's not true. I mean, it's, it's probably up there for it's profits. That works out. Uh, super excited uh, about that one. Uh, every time I think about our flip, I in my mind, I hear you say fantasy brown uh, granite. Mm. Okay. <laughs> it just makes me laugh because I'm just like, <laughs> fantasy brown. I'm like, that was my nickname in college. So in case you guys were wondering. That's right. Uh, <laughs> fantasy brown. Um, I also... This is a little detective work, so you guys know I lost like in a very extremely expensive pair of Ray-Bans. Oh, I didn't hear about this story. Um, I looked at the video of us doing Best Friend Team Up number one, and I'm wearing them in that video. And then I think what happened... Do you leave them in the Porsche? No, 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 because he already looked in the Porsche, and they're not in there. I think I left them in the house. Oh. And I think someone showing the house or going to the house took them. Did you check the drawers in the kitchen? I did. I went back over there and checked. What about That's that what I closet, thought they were. The closet. I went. Back, I mean, I'll go back over there again. But after that, I went through the closets. I went to the drawers. I went in the sinks. I'm like, where in the world could these things be? I remember seeing those glasses. When That's I, what I thought. And so I went back there. So my only thought is someone saw them and was like, Yink. I mean, oh. good detective work on checking the video. Man, I'm so bummed. <laughs> they're they're around somewhere. We're gonna. I'm it out. I'm really hope so because I mean I got a shout out to Steve McClenny came through with his military discount helped me out mm. and we bought like, the exact same identical glasses. So I oh, didn't even I, change it up. Just no, 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 don't don't change up on perfection. So I'll just sell <laughs> I'll just sell one of them if I can find the other one. Ah, there you go. But uh, that's cool. But here's uh, another thing that me and Jared, as you guys know, we're kind of sores of fine food. Mm. Uh, and we took to the streets of Richmond um, for the the battle of the animals. 
Uh, yeah. Explain to, explain to the people what I mean by that. So if you're in Richmond and you like good food, I know this is a podcast for everybody, but um, we went to a place called Cocodrillo, which mm-hmm. stands for Crocodile. Crocodile. Uh, it's a high-end Spanish restaurant off of Libby and Grove. Mm-hmm. Um, we ate there and it was delicious. Loved it. But then like the following week, <laughs> we were talking to somebody and they were like, have you had that fancy Spanish place over off of Libby? And we were like, yeah, yeah. of course. It's we loved great. It. And they were like, yeah, Canejo. Like, and no. I was like, no, I think you're pronouncing it wrong. You got to roll your tongue. And they're like, no, Canejo, it's another one that's off of Libyan Patterson, a block over oh. that means rabbit. So they have two fancy Mexican Spanish unrelated cuisine. Spanish unrelated, cuisines. like a Are block these people apart. like cousins or something <laughs> like that? <laughs> it's Not crazy. That so they both opened. So we went there the, like back to back. versus the rabbit. Just to try it. And Put so that in the below. It's delicious. They I mean, are both amazing. Um, very knowledgeable server, bar staff. I mean, I had um, steak, we had pupusas, we've had tacos, we've had, you know, all kinds of stuff. They all the homemade salsas at Canejo were great. The yeah. starters at Cocodrillo were great. The cocktails at both were great. You know, the the one thing that we had we didn't have at both those places dessert. True. true. Espresso, espresso martinis. martinis. Did we not get an espresso martini? Not no. either place. That's they right. they sent us. A, we and Jared are on a nice espresso martini tip kick if you guys are interested in that feel free to jump in that we've canceled mimosas we're drinking a lot of espresso martinis <laughs> we've canceled mimosas those no longer exist yeah, like, why aren't we drinking espresso martinis with brunch and then people have the nerve to be like no oh, espresso martini what what are you like i don't, I don't know what the connotation yeah. like what is the connotation to an espresso martini i'm always like do you like coffee and they're like yeah i'm like do you like alcohol they're like yeah and i'm like well, that, as, how would you not love this as if, <laughs> if it was in a different glass they'd probably yeah. feel as annoying. if uh as if mixing champagne and orange juice is way more manlier <laughs> <laughs> then I'm express my They're like, I drink a mimosa. I'm yeah. like, sparkling wine and Fine. drink juice? your drink your cool. tomato juice and oyster juice and pickle juice like a savage. <laughs> with you, with Us highbrow fellas. That's right. So, which out of the two restaurants, which one was the the best? Man, that is a tough one. I, I liked Cocodrilla better. I, that's what I would go for. I like atmosphere. Both great, but I like Cunejo felt younger. Aside from like the uh, elderly gentlemen at the bar that were assaulting everyone, but Cunejo uh, has like uh, it's a younger palate. Cocodrillo is a more established palate, so you can taste the difference. I felt, but that wood um, oven in Cocodrillo smelled so good. It, it did smell good. But, so, but making all the stuff. I'm happy to go back to both places eight times more. Yeah. All right. Sorry for all the people that aren't in Richmond that had to listen to us they talk about. They had to talk about food that you'll Pros never eat. Unless you come to Richmond, you want to come hang out with us. Feel free. We're happy. Help grow your business. Deep dive? Let's get that deep dive on. All right, so this deep dive does not, I repeat, does not have a fade. So you tell me when you're ready to end it. All right, right. let's see how long it lasts. See how long I stay interested. Okay. (laughs) Cut it, Mike. It fade me out, but I like it. It's a good one. Very nice. Gets me excited. So I love it. Today's topic: the deep dive. Mm-hmm. What real estate CRM is the best? What's the best? So to start, if you're brand new and you're just like, "What the heck are you even talking about?" What is? <laughs> what is this thing you keep saying? What's a CRM, Galen? So CM is a customer retention management uh, system. Uh, that you should be using. Now, yes, you could use Excel. 
You could use Google Docs or Google Sheets. A paper. A marble. Uh, a, yeah, one of those little notebook. notepads, the uh, MEAD notepads. You can use all those things. Um, I would challenge you to say that even if you are very successful in using those things, you would be even more successful if you had a good CRM backing you. And so we're going to talk about what they are, why we should use them, which ones we use, what's the best, and some of the features of a high-performance real estate CRM. Yeah, so if you're a brand new agent and you're not on a team that offers one, or you're not at an office that offers one, you may just be saying, do I even need this, right? Yes, you do. Uh, <laughs> that's the quick answer. We don't need to spend most <laughs> of the time. Cancel the show. Yeah, yes, you need a CRM. I, but it's amazing how many agents we talk to on a daily basis that say, like, no, I'm not using a CRM. I'm just, like you said, I plug everything into a spreadsheet, and now I've got this list of numbers that's uh, 200 long with names, and I try to keep notes in there, and that's insane to me. Um, no follow-up, no whatever, no tasks, no anything, just an Excel spreadsheet. Or they're like, I keep it on paper, and I just take notes, and I erase, and I cross through, and I yeah. add, and all that stuff. So essentially, it's built to be able to organize your business and be able to keep set of your tasks, right? You can set follow-ups. You can have all of the people's contact information. A lot of the times, you can you can... Um, com they're compatible with your outside websites with lead routing, but we'll get into that. Um, Galen, let's throw them out some CRMs. All what, right. What are what are the big ones? So the top ones that you'll probably think about: Follow Up Boss, uh, Chime, uh, Sierra. Yeah. Of course, KV Core. Yep. We used to use Boomtown. Yeah, back in, they were like the dominant party back yeah, in the and day. Yeah, so those are like some big ones that you're. And there's there's obviously if you can Google, there's gonna be some more. Um, the, I feel like those are the big ones that you come across a lot. Yeah, I guess like what is it, Firepoint? You see that sometimes. Yeah. There's, there's a couple out there, and then there's some smaller ones that maybe aren't as real estate related or can can handle you know different different things too like we use crm grow for some stuff as yeah. well uh, but the big one that i would say chime seems to be happening heavily these days and then i hear a lot about follow boss hear a lot about sierra kv core they actually give us with exp but we we technically don't even use it we use sierra but if you're looking at exp and you don't have a crm you can look in the kv core they actually give it to you as part of the package um why do we use sierra galen so we were at Boomtown. We moved to Sierra. It, a lot of it has to do with maintaining or just managing, you know, your leads effectively. Because the problem with just like a notepad is that how do you manage inbound leads that come from lead sources? Mm -hmm. How do you keep them engaged? And what are some of the features? And so your notepad doesn't have things like drip campaigns. Yep. Um, it's obviously not going to be able to be partnered with like ancillary software, like third parties. Like we've got ours that's partnered with Y Lopo. All right, so hold um, on. What's a drip campaign? So a drip campaign kind of takes you out of the equation, but still keeps your clients engaged. Um, it drips to them. So, you know, every at an interval that you decide, whether it's every month or every week or whatever you choose, it, it comes as an email or sometimes even a text to you to just kind of pique the interest of your lead. So it lets them know that, hey, I am still there. I'm Galen Parker. I'm they're going to get a picture of me, an email, a follow-up, things like that. Um, a lot of it, in my mind, is to provoke a response. Yep. Right. So if you've got on your pen of paper, your pad of paper, a thousand leads, and that doesn't tell you like who's on the website. Yep. Um, who's favoriting pictures or who's huh. favoriting stuff like that. You're jumping in all kinds of stuff yeah, right so now. So it's like your drip came 
kind of tells you, right, like what's going on so that I can interact. So one thing you'll want to look into when you're when you're shopping these CRMs then is what kind of drip campaigns are there, right? Because some of them come loaded, right? Like yeah. Boomtown was one back in the day where they actually had a lot of... And I loved it, yeah. They had a lot of, of templates and a lot of things that were already in Boomtown. Boomtown was very expensive back in the day. I don't know how their pricing has... has changed at all with everything else coming out all the competitors so as competition um, grows your price has to I, go down i feel yeah. like it does but see something like sierra sierra gives you the ability to build out your own and most of them do give you the ability to build out your own we use sierra because there's a separate coaching company out there that actually gives you access to all of their plans mm -hmm. and so uh, we use their action plans but you want to look into it and say well one are there drip campaigns two does our crm come with drip campaigns and three if it doesn't, then is this CRM compatible with outside drip campaigns with companies yeah, like that, that work with these companies? Or do you want to take the time to sit in and build your own? See, uh, like a drip campaign, for example, for us, we may have a force registration lead drip campaign where if we don't get a hold of this lead, we can put them on a campaign and the first day it's going to send them a text and it's going to send them an email. And then if they don't reply, then the next day it's going to send them another text and another email. Then it waits maybe a couple days, it sends another one, but ultimately this drip campaign will go on for a year. So even if we've made our calls, we haven't got a hold of this person, at some point, two months in, they may get an email or a text and it may be time. And then when they reply and say, yes, I am actually looking, you get a priority alert. You know, hey, I got to go back in and see what happened. Who, what did this person say? And then it stops that drip campaign. But again, like Galen said, it helps you be able to not have to necessarily bug a thousand people all the time, especially people that you weren't able to get a hold of, yeah. lets you get them on a campaign then hopefully convert later. So a notepad can't do that. <laughs> you can only you can only go I in and folded just... down this page. <laughs> notepad is good for hot lists though. And I think a lot of times agents confuse hot lists versus CRM. Those are not things and you should not use them the same way. Uh, you will fail miserably. There you go. On the camera. Hot list. There you go. That's Jared's hot list. This is all the listing appointments I set up last week and I was forgetting um, names and addresses and just yeah. everything. So I just took all the notes because I was like, I'm going to, I, yes, it's in my CRM, but <laughs> I like a piece of paper too so that I can look at it every day and know what's the hot, 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 Yeah, hot, I'm still hot, a digital hot, guy. So like I've got, you know, hot lists on paper, on, on my phone. Um, I took uh, a page out of another realtor's thing, especially if you're on iPhone, pin conversations. Mm. So it's like I can pin like my top nine people that I've had an interaction with, and I can easily every day just check them and see like, all right, any movement there? Yep. Their messages are like first thing response because they're the top. So that's another thing with the CRMs is most all of them have categories for the people, so yeah. you can keep them in qualify and hot and, priority, you know, whatever qualify, active, pending, close. Yeah. You know, if you have just paper or Excel, it kind of gets a little hard. I don't care how good at color coding you are, an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> that looks, I just think that's awful to look at. I mean, so and so it's one of those things, as you move people through, then you can start classifying, hey, I want to look at my people that are just active. I want to look at my people that are pending. I want to look at my people that I need to qualify, and then I can make a game plan, right? Yeah. Um, what about lead routing? So I, I like lead routing for you know you and I because we're you know we're managing mm -hmm. a team we're managing groups. Um, it allows us to look at an individual agent and just say like, all right, do you get this type of lead or that type of lead? 
Yep. How many leads do you get towards a go around? Um, some agents like on my, I've got like an independent lead source that all those leads get routed just to me. It helps you kind of manage and then also track to see how different lead sources are kind of performing. Yep. Um, that is very important because if you're an agent and you let's say you're using Facebook or Google Analytics or using any one of those lead sources that feed you, you want to be able to route those but also as you mentioned earlier you can set up different drip campaigns and action plans for the lead specific and that is critical yeah so most crms are going to do this in some capacity but again as you're looking through them and weighing your options you want to find out uh, do they work with all of the third-party providers right because if you're just getting leads sent to your email and then you're having to go in and manually input <laughs> every single lead into your system failure it's a lot of work, right? But most of these systems, they set up essentially lead routing where you can connect to Zillow or Realtor or whatever you're buying leads from homes.com. And as they email in, they're automatically going to drop into your CRM. And then you can create rules for who gets said leads, right? Yeah, which is brilliant. And then we have things like ponds. Ponds are good. I like ponds because they do this. So every team manages them differently, you know, but essentially a pond is a, a collective space where guys like Jared and I, we can just put leads and then agents can go in there and just fish them out as they see fit. Yeah. So what um, happens if an agent doesn't call their leads in a day? So if you on our team, if you don't call your leads in a day, those leads get taken from you mm -hmm. um, and then they're put in a pond. But That's, the CRM takes... Yeah, we don't take. We the, don't have to like pick the, them. The CRM just like the CRM does a wash of them. The I just CRM start take and, it. Yeah, and they take them away. Then other agents who are hungry can call them and, and start working on those. And so that's that's super nice on our team as well. Like if you've called a lead once, but you haven't put in a follow up action plan mm -hmm. in a week. So it's like you attempted it, but you didn't do like your five other phone calls. Well, then the CRM will take them from you again and assign them to someone else. And a lot can happen in that first week, that first phone call. Because I've looked in there times and you had one phone call, but no follow up. And then I look at what the lead is looked at and they're like 37 views. And I'm yeah. like, that's a hot one for someone to take and, and get them on the phone. Yeah. So, again, you'll want to check with your CRM when you're interviewing these people and, and find out, do they have lead ponds? If this is something that... Especially if, if you're a team lead. If you're a team, right? If you're solo, you, you may not care. But if you're a team, you may want to find out. And then how are they routing to your team, right? Because some of them will let it actually run dialers and they'll call an agent. And if that agent doesn't answer, then it'll automatically go to the next agent. Mm -hmm. And so it almost just round robins until somebody picks up the phone. Sierra, I don't believe does that, but it does allow you to round robin the call. So if I want to have everybody getting, you know, 10 agents getting 10% of the leads, every single lead, it's going to go to that next agent. It's going to email. It's going to call them the second that lead comes in for them to dial. But if they don't answer or dial, they still get the lead technically. Yeah. But I think some of the CRMs actually won't even send it out. It'll actually rotate to the next person for sure until someone answers. So you want to check your lead routing options as well. I love it. That could be something that's pretty big. What about outside softwares? So we, we mentioned um, Ylopo for us that we use. We do use Ylopo. Yeah, um, works very well. That's, that is a great outside software, and you have to do your research on that. But uh, one or, of the things. Or reach out to us. And yeah. we, can, we can talk to you about it. Give me a call. 
Let's talk about it. Uh, one thing I like about that is that they've got artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, that artificial intelligence really takes a firm hold of like what goes on. It tracks, you know, showing requests. It helps you with all of those things. Keeps them engaged. It, it sh- sends them li- like your lists um, for new houses based mm-hmm. on parameters that you can uh, create in their system, and then it pairs perfectly back with your CRM. And it'll even show you on the back end more information of like what they saw and stuff like that. So. Outstanding. Yeah, and but it, that handles our Google, our, yeah. it handles our remarketing, handles social media advertising, all of that stuff is all <laughs> routed in. I was just thinking, I said like a funny thing about the remarketing yesterday. So like I registered a new client who's a sibling, um, and I guess he like didn't look at the email, but since like while up had already had his email address and stuff like that, they basically put an ad up, and I think he saw it on like Facebook, nice. and he clicked it, and it was like so and so has been triggered through the remarketing. I'm like, I just signed him up. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, and I was like, so now I'm like, you are officially in the web. Yeah, so that's a separate software outside of CRMs, but if you want to reach out to us privately, we're happy to show you how it works and tell you. And if you're interested in Sierra or KV Core kind of specifically, since we're kind of in both of those, feel free to call us or email us or comment up as well, and uh, we can walk you through it, get you a meeting with those guys, see how we can help out. But um, one of the last things I was thinking about is about half of the CRMs that we mentioned they have some kind of front-facing website for yeah. MLS feeds and IDX feeds. The other parts, portions that we mentioned don't. So that's another thing you have to figure out is when you get your CRM, do you want it to have an actual website on the front that advertises your real estate business, your team, and also lets people search for houses? Or are you just looking for something to manage the contacts? Right. Yeah. Because Sierra has a really nice front facing website, but because we use Ylopo, we don't even use Sierra's front facing website. We have our own built out by Ylopo and then Sierra just acts as a CRM. So for us, we're not even taking advantage of the front facing website with Sierra. Whereas Boomtown, they also have a nice front facing website. Follow up boss has no website. Yeah. Right. So it's just a CRM. Just following up. But if you had something like Ylopo, then you could use Ylopo as the front facing website and then follow up boss as the back end. KV Core works as both, but to me the website's not very pretty on the front end. So you know I'm glad you said that. I like I've always thought that I like sorry KV Core if you guys are listening. When I look at it, this is some real world feedback. I've just like never thought it was like that. It's not intuitive, yeah. you know what I mean? And and the thing is there's probably customization options that we never got into and maybe you can do more with it. Um, but it's something to figure out because you could have like an awesome website already. Uh, you could have a front facing IDX website already. You may just need the CRM, but if you don't have any kind of forward facing website or you're just using like, let's say you're with like Keller Williams. And so you're just using like a portal with Keller Williams website search. Like most of those aren't very intuitive either. When we were with Remax for eight years, mm. Remax, you actually had a front facing agent portal, but it just, it was like, it, I don't know what it was. It was like you couldn't actually set up a search for anybody really and it was really <laughs> ugly and it was just like the most basic thing to put your name onto like an MLS feed. It was just like your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we, we're trying to like get to conversion. So what's yeah. the best front-facing website? Engaging and converting. That's it. So that's the last thing you probably want to really look into is is there a front-facing IDX website that's going to stream in houses so that you can actually go on Facebook and market your listings so that you can market the website out to pick up leads because ultimately you're doing this to not only track leads but hopefully you're doing this to gain leads. Yeah. And you might be like listening to this and just thinking, man, this is very 
granular, I guess, when it comes. But this is, you know, when you think about this podcast, it's all about helping you build your business. And it's kind of like if we don't tell you what are some of the, the fundamental steps, then what are we good for? And this is it's a huge one because it just seems like more often we keep talking to agents and we're like, hey, so what, what CRM are you using? And like they hesitate. They're like, oh, well, I was like, man, I'm like, that should be like the like the easiest answer. Like, oh, we use this. And we and why do you use it? We Because it does this, this and that. So too often people are like, oh, I don't know. So that that is a big one because regardless of cost, you want something uh, that's going to help you because you can generate, we can tell you how to generate leads, but if you don't know what to do with them or how to follow up on them, and we've had people that have come and gone off our team that they're like, oh, I got all these leads, but I haven't called any of them. I haven't followed up. I'm like, well, why do you, what's the point? Why do you have all these leads? They, you can't engage them. So yeah. this is very important. All right. Anything else we need to cover in this? See, we did it all. I love it, and we did it in a very manageable time. Um, I love this topic because we're trying to help people, mm-hmm. um, and we use these every day. I would love for you to use yours more often. I'm the worst. He's, he's, I'm the team lead. You know what your, your issue is? You've just got so much. It's like a fire hose, and we're trying to like manage. We're like, all right, so let's blasted. just let's try to get oh, this. So it's like it's like film a podcast, uh, flip five houses, buy yeah. an apartment building, build eighty houses in Ohio. Yeah, you know, it's like I'm like, hey, oh. Jared, did you enter the names into the thing in the computer? Like, no. like, I have not done these things. Like, no. In in the year twenty fifty five. We'll have it all done. I mean, like, even just the amount of leads, like, I'm not even on, like, the leads we buy. Let's say we spend, like, ten or $15,000 a month on leads. I'm not even on those leads. They yeah. don't even come to me, and I'm out of it. But there's other lead sources where, like, the team lead is just, like, kind of the point man, and everything kind of flows through. And just those lead sources, you know, some days I may get 12 that come through just mm-hmm. to my phone where I have to accept it. And a lot of times I'm calling, and I'm trying to relay it out. And if I trusted everybody else to actually take those calls and make sure that they got you know, convert to be one thing, but it's speed to lead. And I know like I'm going to grab this lead and I'm going to take it and I'm going to get it. But yeah, most of the time we've got a VA plugging in most of my stuff. Cause I'm like, we did that step. So I'm the, I got wor- a question. I'm the worst. <laughs> Is there realtor groups out there like a, a doctor's office or a, like a big office where they have a call center because they have multiple offices or something like that. It's called an ISA department, and yes, 100%. Um, there are multi- lots of real estate teams out there where the team agents aren't even really calling leads. They have an ISA, an in-house sales assistant that's calling everything, or a department that calls everything. They set up all the appointments, and then the realtors go on them. And so what level do you need to be at to even consider that? Because it's to me, it sounds like that would be a building department in itself, it is. That, I mean, we yeah. have we have a breakdown of that on. We've got like a, a document that shows kind of building a team out and and what steps and when to hire. And we could share that with you guys if anybody wants to reach out to us. Um, but you also have to decide if that's the model you want your team to be in. So, you know, from a production standpoint, I would imagine. I mean, someone could tell me if I'm wrong, but if you're doing less than a hundred deals a year. I would I would think it's got to be kind of hard to have a full ISA department yeah. and pay for it realistically. But if you've got four or five, six agents on a team, I think you're starting to get to the point now where if they're on appointments and they're selling and their highest and best use is no longer necessarily sitting on the phones, then you could justify it. But for a lot of agents, their highest and best use is still prospecting in some way. And, and we've talked so, about it. Yeah. I mean, if you had, say, 20 agents and, say, 10 of them are the you know, front runners or whatever. To me, that would be a no brainer. Well, and so, and every team's different on how they set it up. Some, some people will 
put in an ISA and essentially for the people that want to use it, they can pay a portion of their commission to these people to have that ISA paying for it. Sometimes um, it's a bonus from the team side. Sometimes they're on a salary. Sometimes they're on a bonus structure. It almost always makes sense to put them on some kind of reward structure for setting up appointments or else they're not really motivated to make well, sure that's a commission based low low salary type of position i would think most of the time it's going to be some kind of salary and then bonuses on deals that actually close and go through and and then again who, who pays for that it all depends but i mean i've done the isa thing before uh there's different outside companies that do it you can hire them directly sometimes they do virtual sometimes they do in person there's a lot of different ways to do it. it's probably a podcast in itself <laughs> uh building out an isa department like so we have the knowledge of it we just don't do it right this second because um, a lot of our agents they want to call leads and they want to prospect if we ever get to the point where i feel like the agents don't want to call the leads or or some agents don't want to call the leads but I also think if you gave them an ISA appointment, they also may not care. <laughs> they also may not close that. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's less of I think of it like this. It's less about calling and more about converting. Exactly. How That's it, guys. It? If you have any questions on CRMs, if we can help you set up your Sierra, if you're looking into Sierra, we're happy to do that for you. We've got three or four teams that work with us that have set up Sierra under us so that we kind of help them get started and get them on action plans and get all that good stuff. Uh, you're welcome to reach out to us. You can find me on Instagram, underscore, underscore, the Davis Group. You can find Galen at... Your realtor's favorite realtor, RVA. There you go. This is another episode of Mega Real Estate Talk. Thanks for watching. If you have a real estate question that you would like to ask Jared or Galen, reach out to them at jared at centralvarealty.com or galen at centralvarealty.com. Who knows? It may even be featured on an upcoming episode. On episode 42 of Mega Real Estate Talk, what open house secrets every realtor needs to know? Let's do it.
You're listening to Mega Real Estate Talk with Jared Davis and Galen Parker, your source for an honest, insightful look into Central Virginia's real estate market. Combined, Jared and Galen have over 20 years sales experience, as well as hundreds of testimonials from clients past and present who rely on them for advice and assistance when buying and selling homes in today's incredibly hot and competitive real estate market. And now, your hosts, Jared Davis and Galen Parker. I am Jared Davis. And I am still Galen Parker. Yes, you are. Another episode of Mega Real Estate Talk. Here we are. We are here, and I love it. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe. If you're on YouTube, if you're on your favorite podcasting, uh, whatever you call it, application or venue or channel, feel free to subscribe there as well. We appreciate it. Comment we love talking below. to you. What We've been getting hear? great feedback, and I'm super psyched. It's been good. We've set meetings off, and some people are like, can we just meet and talk? I'm like, absolutely. Channel's growing. If you want to grow your real estate business, please call us. Let us know how we can help you today. We're happy to partner with you no matter where you are in the country and or world. We're launching people out of country at this point. So I don't care if you started your business two days ago. Or 20 years ago. We're here to help. That's right. Call us. Uh, message us. You can contact us anywhere. We're very Googleable. Let us know. We can help you. Galen, what's new? Uh, I'm handicapped. Oh. I'm not feeling great. I'm, I'm not at 100%. What happened to you? Um, being me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm out in the yard, and we we've kind of do we even need to? Is this the highest best use for it? But I'm putting the sign in the yard myself. Putting in work. Just putting in work, man. In okay. the summertime. Uh, I was wearing a full tuxedo. No, I wasn't. But I'm like putting the sign up. I step on a uh, timber. Um, when when you do not maintain your home, uh, the timber <laughs> rolled. Stepped on the timber, rolled, and my ankle rolled over. And it made the sound which I've been describing as if you take a, take a sock <laughs> and put 12 eggs in it and then just smash it. That is the sound that my ankle and foot made. And then I immediately screamed super loud. I screamed so loud that I cupped my own mouth. Like, like how did this, like, that is sound escape from me. Like you were kidnapping yourself. Exactly. I was like, Aah! So then I was just like, oh my goodness. This, and like, I knew it immediately. I was like, I didn't want to look at it. I started getting like cold chills and stuff. Jeez. And I'm like, oh my God. I was like, is this, is it, is it my leg is even still there? Like, am I just dragging like a slump? So how so, bad is it? Not great. So I got in the car. <laughs> I was like. When did this happen? Maybe last Wednesday, last Wednesday, Thursday, probably last Wednesday, because that's when I actually put the sign in. And I like uh, got in the car, and I'm like, all right, you know what? The pain is just radiating up my leg, so it starts getting stiff as I'm driving, and I'm like, not good. So (laughs) I got it all wrapped up. I've got different braces on it. And everyone's like, so what are you gonna like take the day off? I'm like, nah, show like seven houses the next day. Limping around. I was like, this is a great look at this. But my clients were all just like, oh my goodness. I had like one client, he was just like, let's just reschedule. But I had another client, she was like, I really need to see some houses. I'm like, and I really need to Most clients don't care. I've been like, I've got COVID. They're like, we won't stand near you. (laughs) We'll keep a mask on. I'm like, I got a fever. They're like, we'll bring an ice pack. Let's go see the door and sit in the car. But uh, you know, it's it's part of I charge it to the game. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm here uh, to work hard. I'm not a quitter. I know that might have sidelined some people. As I'm sitting here, it hurts right now, but well, I'll take some Advil after we eat some food. All right. Um, shout out to the big machine, Daniel Harnsberger, who invited me over to like go lay in his like a hundred gallon ice bath. Is that gonna be another video series. 
<laughs> it might be. It was like dudes in ice, ice bath talking yeah. about. Could y'all be in the same ice bath? Like, is it? No. Oh, it'd be really like Kevin good. Hart. Like, if it was this big enough that y'all could both sit like feet to feet <laughs> that would and be talk really real weird. estate in the ice bath. I, I mean, that thing would have to be like eight feet, nine feet long. He's a tall dude. Yeah. I mean, y'all could interlock legs, so it doesn't have to be as long. This you seems you like could call getting, it chilling real estate. <laughs> I mean, this seems like it's a killing it and chilling it in real estate. Um, we're gonna do something. Him and I were like, we should do something funny, like a, maybe like just like some self pictures in there. But I'm actually looking forward to it because I'm like, will this actually help my body? And he's like, oh yeah, it'll make you feel a lot better. So, best friend team that. up. Talk that for a second. Woo! Best friend team up is scorching the internet right now. Who knew? What Who did, knew? What did we do? All right. So the first best best friend team up number one. And Mike, I don't know how you got to do this. Like link some videos into it. Best friend team up is for our flip. Um, we both roll up in Porsches, uh, slight mild confrontation, and then we both come to the realization that the greatest thing ever that can happen is going to be best friend team up. Um, and so in tandem, we do a house tour. Together. Together. And all the realtors are just loving it. I mean, it, people are like, this is amazing. We love this. This is so brilliant. Tell them about like the comments. I mean, the amount of realtors that are like, we're copying this in our market. I know. I saw that part. I was like, so many people. And then the second best friend team that we did, we just had a dance party in this house because it was like an investment house. And I was like, how do you market this house? The second one, we were just thinking, like, all right, we want to do a best friend team up, but like, you can't be the same one. And then we're just like, let's do what Jared and and Galen do best. That's right. Dance together. Dance together and sell houses. (laughs) And I'm like, we combine those. That one, I think, is better in different ways. Because I mean, people were just I like, was laughing when I was editing. People that. Were like, this is tremendous. I've gotten so many. I mean, people on TikTok, people on Facebook, Instagram, they're just like, how is this not going viral? I've never seen anything like this. So you have to look, uh, you'd have hit to the look link at our, somewhere. It'd be our other channel. Works. See, you're on um, Mega Agent. You can probably link another channel. I don't know. We'll figure it, it out. There, our channels are linked. If you go to Living in Richmond, you'll see our tours. Look for best. Or just team put up. in a comment. Say like, how do I get to it? We'll we'll respond to that. But it was a blast, and we want. If you're an agent in the business, you've got a best friend. Please hashtag best friend team, but we want to see your videos. We want to see what you guys. This come might up be with. a thing. Oh, it's definitely a thing. Well, Jared I mean, and I, we're both. I mean, it's, I know, but I'm we're saying like we might, this. this might be a new series. I mean, it, it's, it's hard to think like how would what we would do, but we can come up with more ideas. I've got ideas. All right, Mike, deep dive us. Deep dive us. Omg. Rich. Rich. Versace. Rich. All right. This one's terrible, Mike. Fade me out. Fade me out immediately. Still not fading. Still, still playing. Just still going. Hey, can there we just apologize to all of our listeners and viewers that had to listen to that Mike deep has, dive music? Mike chooses our music, awful. not us. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what are we doing? What open house so, secrets? All right. So here, here's the thing. We're going to talk about open house secrets. A lot of people say, "Oh, I do open houses." Do you? You probably have not done it the way you should. You haven't realized your full potential, and that's what Jared and Galen are here to do. We're trying to help you realize some of the things that you could be doing. Um, Jared, you've had some great success at open houses, even though you don't do them that often. I I typically have gotten a client out of every one that I've done over the last, I mean, two years probably, but you are right. I very rarely do them. I mean, maybe I've done two or three, but I don't know. I always hit it off. We we like to dazzle, as we say, at open houses. We've talked about that before, <laughs> the, the need to dazzle. The the client that, that wanted to see those seven houses that we mentioned in the intro, that's an open house client. And what I love about that is that she had a realtor prior to that. 
and she was with a friend, and she was just like, "You need to get rid of that realtor because you can't get her on the phone, and she's not willing to help you." And then like the next day, I like picked up, I called him like, "Hey, just want to thank you, and if you need," and she was like, oh, "Okay," she was kind of hesitant, and then literally two days later, she's like, "You show me this house," and I'm like, "Girl." I will show you so many houses. But isn't that funny how many, so many realtors will be like, oh, I did an open house and everybody there already had a realtor. But it's like, how many times do they come in and have a realtor that just isn't helping them? Yeah. Or, so, I mean, that that's probably like number one. Don't, don't, don't go poaching all your, your friend realtors, no. you know, clients. We're not telling you to do that. But just keep in mind, a lot of times when people tell you they have a realtor, it's just an excuse. They've got like a search set up, but no one's actually talking to them. Yeah. Or they talked to a list agent one time on a property, or they went to another open house and talked to another agent, and they're like, oh, I've got somebody, right? But it's very rare that these people are actually really committed. So look at that. See? I love it. And uh, do you want to start the tips, or do we want to talk? How do you want to? Because I was just thinking a lot of that has to do with your registra- your, the registration of the person okay. when they come in. We'll just run them backwards. Well, All let's, right. Yeah, let's I just mean, run them backwards. I just do want like, like, am I going to remember telling, making the connection let's uh, between connect these two it. points? So if you listen to our last episode, episode 41, we talked about what's the best CRM to use. Uh, and one of the things that a good CRM can do, not all of them do this, but we have one that does, uh, it actually gives you a registration website for each and every one of your open houses. So uh, what we do when we come in is we actually have a registration form on the computer with a website that's built out for that open house, or we put in a QR code on the door. And what does that allow us to do, Galen? So the QR code, that I use the QR code. I do not do the computer thing. I do the QR code and I help them walk, I walk them through it because that starts a conversation and it kind of helps and I, I think every time that they walk in the house I need to be engaging I need to be touching them but the QR code basically says Jared Davis registered at this open house at this time and it immediately ports into uh, your CRM and now if you're on our team or you're someone like me I've already created an action plan for mm-hmm. those that come in so that automatically the next day they're getting an email and a text from me. And yep. It's usually a thank you. Like, hey, thank you so much for stopping by. Yep. Really appreciate it. And so and I have one for people who say I have an agent. And then I've got a different one for people who say that you don't have an agent. Yeah, because the problem is most agents, when they start doing open houses, they bring a stack of their business cards. Yep. And the way that they figure they're going to get business is by handing out their business card to everybody that comes in. Call me. And then that person's just going to call them and buy a house. Now, while that can happen, and <laughs> I've had it happen, what you realize is you want to make sure that you're actually getting every single person's info that comes through the house. If you go down to your local association of realtors, a lot of times they sell a big old book that's like open house registrations. You remember those back yeah. in the day where you, hey, just fill in the list. And it was like a funeral guest book. And you're like, hey, can you... Uh, <laughs> Who stopped by? That's it, Sorry right? For your loss. But that's so difficult because over time, what's going to happen? You're going to have this book that's this thick and you're going to have all these notes on these houses you don't remember. Unless you're and, disciplined, right? I mean, even if you are disciplined, it goes back to the CRM conversation. You have a yeah. notebook of 100, 200 names and like, are you really going to make good use of that i mean how's it really going to go for you really it's not going to go well so i love that if you can actually make sure they're registering into your crm in the very beginning what that will also do a lot of times is it will get them into your system if you have any kind of remarketing or targeting again if you listen to the the last podcast episode 41 you'll hear about all that but ultimately someone could walk out of your house and then automatically start seeing homes on social media seeing your face and now what do they think well now they're like man i just met that guy over in that open house now i'm seeing houses he's everywhere he's everywhere he's a huge agent so that is like 
secret number one. I love it. Even though that's out of order, it's probably farther down into the line. That is our first secret, is to yeah. make sure you're actually registering these people properly uh, so that you can follow up the next day because you should be that should be your first three hours of prospecting on Monday morning How's after it, that yeah. Saturday, Sunday open house. Now you're calling back all those people that came into that open house to say, hey, well, how can I help you? If you could get an MLS search set up for them Monday, great. But if you're really smart, you probably would have got one set up for them while they were in the open house. Hey, what do you think? Well, this isn't the one for us, I don't think. Oh, really? Well, what are you looking for? Let me see what's available. Oh, yeah, I got a list of 12. You mind if I email them to you? Bam. Now you got an MLS search. Your face is in their email every single day now. They're in your CRM. You're already starting off that relationship of adding value before they ever realized they committed to you my one of my favorites of that and i locked him down last year is that did the exact same thing she, he was like the last guy who was just kind of hanging around he was like oh you know i like this house, but it's not really what looking for he's like this is the area that i want so i'm like all right let's look at some of these and he, we went through and he was like oh what is that one he looked at it and i was like oh yeah i was like you want to you want to go see it like right now and he was like do you have time i'm like yeah hit showing requests schedule the showing Went with him to that. He Facetime his wife. We didn't get. We didn't go for that house. But he was like, once we hit that show, yep. I knew I was. He was mine. Yeah, we were together forever. Like they just sent me pictures on Instagram of their vacation. Like we were like, together forever. So I mean, if you can engage a person like that, that's you, you're undefeated in your open house journey. Right. Secret number two: promoting correctly. Yeah. So many agents, they put it in MLS like they should, and then it goes out to the websites, and then they show up on the day of the open house and hope people come in, and they're like, great, I'm putting myself out there. But what are they missing as far as opportunity to be able to get themselves out there for every open house that they do? So there's a couple of them. I'm going to do, let's talk just social media um, very quickly. Everyone on our team, and I think our team does a better than average, you know, when they've got an open house and they've already created a graphic that shows time, uh, date and all that stuff, and they blasted it all over social media. Now that could be Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook is going to be a good one uh, because you can generate an ad off that. But um, in addition to just the simple post, for our team, you can put a link. Now, Jared, what does the link do that, that kind of like pulls people into these open houses? So our link, you're talking about that- Forced registry. For the forced registration, essentially, we can put that house out there, and when they click the link to bounce to our website, it's gonna make them register before they can ever look at anything. Now, as a consumer, you may be saying, I hate that, I hate when people make me register. <laughs> as the realtor, we love it, because if I can get 20,000 people to our website, or 20,000 people to see this open house blast, and out of that, 10% go to our website, and now 2,000 people are on our website, and then out of that 2,000 people, 5% of the people actually will go through and register, that's 100 new leads we got off of marketing that open house that now yeah. we can call, invite to the open house, see if they want a private showing, see what they're looking for. So now we've just generated 100 people to call before we ever even had the open house. And that that's a big one that uh, I've been like really trying to get with agents about. It's like when the person registers, yes, they want to see pictures, but do you call them and invite them? Yep. Hey, Mr. Davis, this is Galen Parker. I noticed that you checked out 123 Main Street. I just wanted to remind you that I'm doing an open house there. Would love for you to come. It's going to be this Saturday between 2 and 4. And they're like, they're like oh, yeah, I just looked at the house. It's 2 or 4. I'm like, that's the best way to constantly engage them yep. um, other than just being like, hey, I hope someone shows up. This will give you a hard number. Like, are you going to show up? Are you not? Yep. Like, if they're saying, oh, I, I can't make that. They're like, oh, no problem. I'm, then you've got them on the phone. What you'd also do, well, 
what are you looking for? Yeah. Why did you click the button? A lot of people who click our buttons are either looking to sell or they're thinking about purchasing. Are you one of those? Yeah. You know, you've already engaged them. Utilize this opportunity. That's All that is just from a social media post. And a lot of agents that are looking to do open houses are doing it because they need the business. They need a way to get their name out there. They need leads. And they're already most of the time saying, I don't know what to do on social media. I don't know what to post. I don't know how to get. And so this gives you content to say, look at this listing. Doesn't matter if it's not your listing, right? No. Who cares? Your, your friends don't know that. They just see that you're doing an open house and that you're staying busy. Then you get to the open house and you can film video. You can film pictures. What do you think about this, right? All of those things make it look, even if you aren't, <laughs> yeah. that you're working. But if you are working, it's showing people, hey, I am working. I am busy in this business. You should come out. You should use me. You should call me. So not only are you affecting your sphere of influence people, if you're using a good CRM and you're marketing out links, then you could be gathering leads. And then on top of that, now hopefully uh, you start promoting in person. Let's talk door knocking. For door a knocking second. is one of my favorites because I'm a I'm a people. I don't I hate to say I'm a people person, but I'm a person that I need to be interacting with someone. I can't be in a room by myself. That'd just be miserable. Mm -hmm. um, I like door knocking because one, it really it's dependent on when you go. Um, so many people are like, oh, I got an open house this afternoon. I'm going to go door knock. I'm like, well, you, you've already lost, right? You need to door knock, in my opinion, almost one to two days before the open house. Mm -hmm. um, get in front of the neighbors and just say like, hey, Mr. Davis, uh, my name is Galen Parker. I'm your realtor's favorite realtor. Um, I am doing a open house at 123 Main Street for the Jones family. Um, I just wanted to invite you guys out. Maybe if you want to come in for a private tour before the open house, we're just getting all the neighbors. Just love to get your feedback about the community, about the neighborhood. People love giving their feedback gosh do they love I giving mean, opinions hey, i know you're hey listen i know you're not looking to sell your house but i would just love your feedback on some of the things in there oh uh, let me let me i'll go right now <laughs> on my way I'm like the baby's crying in the back yeah they'll be fine they'll be crying when i get back so they're like i want to give the feedback any that one-on-one -on -one time that is going to be critical because that's how you make them love you that's how you make them want to use you as a realtor when they start seeing the service that you provide yep. uh, for them so you've got to do it after it sells you can go back and door knock again yep. and say hey i met you from that open house the other day i remember you just want to let you know we ended up getting five six offers on this thing it's sold if you know anybody else looking to sell we got five people that are still looking for a house in here right yeah so you're taking all those opportunities or are you just looking at it as a two-hour window and showing up just right? something i gotta do before i can go exactly. to the movies if you're pre-planning if you're marketing, if you're door knocking, if you're door knocking after, if you're posting during, if you're posting before, you've got social media opportunities, sphere opportunity, lead opportunity, new client conversation opportunity, all of that wrapped into just promoting that open house. And imagine if you're doing that once or twice a week, right? If you're doing an open house once or twice a week, think about all of the, the sphere touches that you can have by doing that. Yeah. All right. Secret number three. Just before we go, I just wanted one more thing. Okay. <laughs> one more thing about door knocking. Just I love the to flow. do. Just ruin <laughs> so, the flow. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> the day of the, the sh of the uh, open house, I do do a little bit of door knocking, and that's the, my whole apology thing. Like, hey, Mr. Davis, we're doing an open house. If there's someone parks in front of your mailbox or in front of your driveway and they're in the way, here's my car. Just let me know. I'll get it taken care of. Thank you so much for your patience. We just want to make sure the neighborhood is as beautiful as it was when we got here. So, so safe. that's my little one. What's the craziest door knocking story uh i did have one where like uh i was like newer in the agent super excited and i'm like hey mr davis uh we're doing an open house and he's like 
do you not see that no soliciting sign? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm looking around. And I don't see it. You know why? Because it's on his front door and his front door is open. So the only way I could see it is if I go all the way up to there and like peer into his house. It's like a storm door. Yeah, like it was like a trick. Like a, it was like the, the front, yeah. I'm like, uh, no, I didn't see it because your door's open. And he was just like, what? What do you think that means? I'm like, all right, have a great day, sir. <laughs> but I mean, people are. Yeah, whatever. But... Guys like that, they're going to be like that. All right. Number three. Secret number three. How many lead in signs are too many lead in signs? <laughs> this is something that's kind of new to me and i and i can i'll admit one i don't do it two i can see how it would work amazing um we recently got word that an agent is using 20 to 25 lead-in signs arrow and directional yep 20 to 25 does he not have an iphone or something or like I get it. No, I, I get why he's doing it because if, if I'm if I'm driving out on a Saturday morning like Galen, and I see Galen, all these Galen, like signs, Galen, Galen, I would Galen, be like, Galen. "What is going on?" And I would probably go to Poppin just to see like, "What is the circus?" I do wonder about like municipalities and like, are they going to be okay with you like yeah. littering the area? Like, how long is it before they like they show up and be like, "Hey, so there's a fine for each one." So you've got to check. Um, is this go- is off of Knuckles? No, no, it's not. No, no, yeah, this guy is in Pennsylvania, and like they do a ton of business. So it's like I know it definitely works, but that that is something to think about. Now, maybe you don't do twenty. Well, I mean, do whatever he feels right. Yeah, but at the end of the day, think about it. Maybe it's not your listing that you're doing the open house on. So when they get to that sign in the yard, it just says open Saturday, twelve to two, and then it's not your sign. So if they want to inquire they're not yeah. going to call you but imagine if you had five to ten to fifteen lead-in signs on turns on main roads on whatever Jerry Davis, Jerry with Davis, your Jerry, phone yeah. number and your name and open house and like you know whatever that marketing is on that sign with the arrow pointers right but that has all your information how many calls could you get a year if you had that going again every week where 10 to 15 signs a week were out in different neighborhoods how many times would you get a call that says hey I can't make the open house. Could you show it to me privately? One, hey, uh, we're looking to sell in the neighborhood. I love what you're doing with all these signs. One takeaway that I did think was kind of neat, like he's got those, and he said some of them are just directionals, just that way, this mm-hmm. way. And he just says when you see a lot of those, the human brain is conditioned follow to it. follow it. Mm-hmm. He's like, so if you're seeing all this, you're probably going to be like, man, I, I wasn't planning on going to an open house, but you're like, well, Let's just see. And I and I thought to myself, man, that is good. That is that's smart. And then I love putting the balloons on there. So, how many is 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 too many? Don't ask us because we're always going to do more than Mark necessary. It all you can. Yeah. Our last secret. Shh, don't tell anybody. A lot of times, agents tell us, "I don't have a listing for an open house. I don't have any people to give me their open houses." So ultimately. One of the biggest things for agents to figure out is how do I even set up an open house if I don't have a listing every weekend to do it on, Yeah. right? Maybe you do have a listing a couple times a month or every week or multiple a week and you don't have that issue, but you could be saying, man, I don't have the inventory to be able to do as many open houses as I want. So you got two options, right? One seems pretty standard. You ask around your office. For us, since we're EXP, our brokerage is statewide. It's not a franchise, so we figure we're kind of connected to everybody in the state, so it's pretty easy to just log into MLS and go to our office active listings and then run through a list, and we can start making calls to those agents to say, hey, we see you got one listed in an area we like. Could we do an open house? So that's number one sure. if you don't have your own or if you're not on a team that's providing them. Uh, our team looks in the MLS all the time at EXP's active listings, probably sets up four to five open houses a week just looking at other people's. But... 
The other thing that you could be missing, and the bigger secret, would be for sale by owner, open houses, right? Because some of you maybe aren't calling Fizbo's as it is, but maybe some of you are, and you just don't know how to talk to them because, you know, you call them and you say, well, hey, are you looking for a realtor? Well, obviously not. They have chosen to for sale by owner, so they don't want to hear from realtors, right? But how can we use a FISBO open house to convert business on multiple levels, Galen? I, uh, I was just thinking about just like the mind of a for sale by owner. Mm -hmm. And as an agent, you always have to come from a point of service. And so you, you can call them up and just say, hey, look, I know you're set on selling the house uh, you're, you're for sale. That's smart. I totally understand it. You know, if you, with the market being the way it is, houses are flying off the market. Would you mind if I personally did an open house for yours? I'm, I'm going to spend all my own do mm -hmm. ad dollars. I'm going to promote it online. I'm going to put the signs out. I'm going to bake the cookies. All I need is just maybe like Saturday from 2 to 4. Um, that way we can just generate some traffic. Um, a lot of for sale by owners are willing to do that because you told them, I get it, you're selling yourself, and two, it's not going to cost them anything. Yep. Now, one caveat is that you might have the conversation with them to say like, hey, if I do bring a buyer and I get them pre-approved, are you going to pay the buyer's commission? Exactly. Right. So essentially, you're saying, look, I don't want to try to list your house. Nope, not trying That's to do not that. not what we're trying to do. Uh, but... As a top agent in the area, we want to know what kind of inventory is out there for our buyers. And to be able to sell them a house, I need to at least be able to see the house. I need to look at the house, maybe grab some pictures of the house. You know, is it okay if I if I if I look at this thing, if I check it out at some point to see if we have any buyers? You know, okay, you are paying a commission for that. Great. Hey, let me take it a step further. If I was to take my own marketing, my own money, and and market your house for sale as an open house. Would you allow me to do that? Now, think about it like this. You could also be saying to yourself, well, if I really want to market it out in my jurisdiction, I really should have a listing agreement. Well, if that's the case, if the seller's on board, one thing you can even do is say, hey, would you be opposed to just signing a two-day listing agreement so that I can actually go market this thing hard for you, right? Now, if you do that, it actually gives you the ability to now put it in MLS even mm -hmm. if you wanted to, right? Now, they may not be paying you on that side unless maybe to get it in a sign it. You say, if I sell both sides, maybe it's, you know, and you can negotiate whatever you want, right? We're not getting into the, the negotiation of commission. But if you get that sign and say, hey, 48 hours, three days, five days, whatever, you could technically get a listing in MLS, advertise the open house, right and then push everybody to that open house for buyers to do a contract yeah if they don't sell the house you've already added value to this for sale by owner when they inevitably don't sell their house <laughs> maybe they'll call you to actually list it for yeah. good right hey you've already signed paperwork we just need to change some dates we'll put it in for sure because here's the thing it would also be the seller setting things up so even if it went in mls let's say other agents saw it and tried to set it up I mean, technically, you can do whatever you want to do, but hey, man, sorry, they just want me to do this open house. We put it in for that. That's it. Send your clients, I guess. Yada, 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 yada. Yeah. And then when it's all said and done, you can say, hey, well, we did have 20 showing requests from other agents, but since that's not what we were doing here, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I'm sorry. I couldn't, like, sorry, man. We don't have like a lockbox on there. Like, and, you know, if I, you want I, me to extend I, it? I, and I know I'm yeah. not representing you, so I couldn't talk for you, but uh, we do have 20 people that want to see the house if it didn't sell. If you want to, you know, so you're right. So think about the potential there. You could get a seller out of it. I love it. You get the open house people out of it, right? 
however you want to do one, it. One thing I, I, I've, I've done in the past is like I call, hey, Mr. Davis, this is uh, Galen Parker, uh, your realtor's favorite realtor. I noticed that your house has been on the market for a couple of weeks. You're doing first sale by owner. Totally, totally respect that. Do you mind allowing me to do an open house for your property this weekend? I was going to do one for another house that's in the MLS, but that went off the market in just two days because it was in the MLS, so it generated. Um, so it actually do you mind? sold. See, so it actually so, sold so fast. It actually sold fast. I'm like, do you mind if I do? If I can just generate some extra? Because they're thinking, man, why is it my house flying off? And that, that's a little like, hey, the other one was in that, but it just it's went so fast. I couldn't even. They canceled my open house, and I just I've got all this stuff set up to promote something for your area. I just don't have a house. Do you mind if I just two two hours? And then like once they hear that, they're like, oh yeah, sure, because. Uh, no one's really called. I just had a bunch of people calling me to say, well, I rent it to them. Yep. And I'm like, because you know they're getting lit up by that mm, way. Golly so day. this way, like you just say, oh, yeah. Would no, you I'm, own or finance it? Yeah. It's like these these are actually. And you rent it. Um, was like the guy actually was like, I don't know for sure. But I, I think one of the things that like, they were willing to waive like, you know, inspection and stuff. There's just like a lot of stuff going on. And it was like, I don't know if that'll happen with yours. But these are just some of the, the you know, the caveats are going into offers. Would I be able to? And a lot of times they're like, uh, yeah, I would. I would love that. And then you can go what Jared said earlier about maybe getting creative with like listing agreements timelines you know making sure you have like your commissions set out so a lot of good opportunities to do that but for sale by owners they are kind of contentious sometimes mm -hmm. and so this is a nice way and if you're a newer agent who doesn't know how to talk to for sale by owners one of the ones that i learned a long time ago is just just do that like hey listen yeah i'm just a humble this is my i'm first starting the business you mind if i just for free i'll, I'll do it for free i'll do the open house for free yeah how much do open houses cost nothing. no nothing but yeah. just like hey listen i'm just starting off i'll do the open house for free i'll put the signs out i'll put the balloons on the door i'll bake all the cookies and stuff and they're just like oh i'll take pity on you lowly yep first time realtor and then lock them down ladies and gentlemen all right last secret this is an extra one a bonus secret Midweek open houses. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured I would that. throw this thing in here because everybody always says, well, you know, it's Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday. Is it worth doing anything on an actual weekend? Yes. Yes, it is. We have, we have Weekday, tried yeah. and trued. We have tested. We have done this. We've read. We've experienced. For the last couple months, we have we have been doing midweek open houses, Thursdays, Fridays, 5 to 7, and they have been great. We've, Wednesday night and Friday nights are killing it. We've probably picked up no less than four to five different buyer-seller people over the last month or so off of midweeks. I think the reasoning is that it's kind of easy to get off work and go run to an open house. Maybe sometimes on the weekends, they're already busy with recreational stuff, with family stuff. They're out of town. It's summertime. But midweek, they can a lot of times kind of run out after work or when they get off work, come straight to the open house, check it out. You can also only check out with so many open houses on a Saturday, right? So if you've got three you want to see and they're all from 12 to 2, can you actually get to them all, right, from 12 to 2? So... Um, that's the other thing to keep in mind. So I would recommend if you're not doing midweek open houses to really consider doing some Wednesdays, some Thursdays, some Fridays, uh, evenings, maybe even midday, but definitely the evenings five to seven. Uh, you can have some wine, you can make it a happy hour, however you want to do it. But we have been seeing killer results from midweek open houses. That's the one regret I have from our flip. I never got to do like the neighborhood open house. It just mm. schedule. I was like teaching that week and it just didn't work out. But at the next flip, I'm totally doing it. All righty. Well, anything else, Galen? Ladies and gentlemen, I hope we have provided you with value for your own real estate business. Whether you have a team or you're a single agent, all of these tips uh, can be applied if you have questions. 
You can reach me at underscore underscore the Davis Group on Instagram. You can email me at jared at centralvarealty.com. Feel free to like, subscribe, watch more of our videos, our podcasts, however you have to subscribe to us. If we can help you grow your team, please reach out. We'd love to partner with you at eXp. Uh, I just thought of one thing. Sure. The, by the next time we record a podcast, it'll be post Tony Robbins. Ooh, so post Dallas. We're gonna be so pumped. I mean, we're gonna have so much to say to you. Uh, if you guys need to reach out to me, it's uh, your realtor's favorite realtor RVA. Uh, you can email me at Galen at centralvarealty.com. Uh, we're gonna be coming so fire. I think the next podcast. It's gonna be amazing. Be good. All right, guys. Another episode of Mega Real Estate Talk. Thanks for watching. We'll see you soon. If you have a real estate question that you would like to ask Jared or Galen, reach out to them at jared at centralvarealty.com or galen at centralvarealty.com. Who knows? It may even be featured on an upcoming episode. 